You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 23rd, episode 3105. Brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a full show planned for you today. We have author Sarah Hickner on. She's going to return to tell us about her new book, Finding Gideon. She's going to talk about that and how she's delivering it in a new way. Also, Auditor Clark gives us a report on the building of our kitchen over the weekend. And you still have a lot of equestrian first world problems. I also have uh, another segment I recorded at the trade show. And we have a post show coming up where we're talking about children, one in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I on Friday morning show, right after the opener, we played a sound file. And I had everybody that wanted to guess could guess by sending me an email of what that sound file was. It was a dude. That- Do you play? Can you play it again? Go. I think you get the hint. <laughs> Do you want me to guess what I thought it was? That goes on for a minute, by the way. So, oh yes, go ahead. <laughs> it sounds like a guy, like one of those strongman competitions where he's like holding like a telephone pole and he's like launching it and then, oh, launching another one, launching another one, like working as physically hard as he possibly can. Oh, that's a good guess, I? but way wrong. So. Oh. <laughs> So we had a we had a variety of guesses. One person guessed smashing beer cans on the forehead, which was a good guess actually, uh, and it does involve beer cans. Uh, so what this guy was doing is he was tearing beer cans apart with his teeth. So he was tearing what? them in half with his teeth, like bite, but he wasn't opening them. them. He was ripping them with ripping his teeth. Ripping them in half with his teeth. Uh, and he managed to set the world record, by the way, of tearing beer cans apart with his teeth. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> and we want to congratulate one person who got it correct, and that's Carrie Garvey. So Carrie is going to get an HRN hat. I will send that out to you. Because so Carrie does that in her yeah, spare time. Maybe. <laughs> or her husband. <laughs> Can you play it again just so now I okay. know, or is it gone? It's gone. Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. But- <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, makes my teeth hurt. Yeah, yeah. And he's the kind of dude. He looks like the kind of dude that would tear beer cans apart or beer cans apart with his teeth. He, cool. He looks, That's awesome. What that you picture hot. is what you got, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the little announcer lady that said "go" was dressed up in like a Danish outfit, uh, and uh, he she looked like the whole time she was staring at him like, "How the hell am why am I here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, it was so funny. All right. Uh, also, another world record that was announced uh, over the weekend was that this little dog named Spike was born in 1999, and he now holds the record for being the oldest living dog currently. 
and I surprised me. Would if you had a guess for the oldest living dog right now, how old would you guess? I wouldn't have guessed twenty three, but I have questions about yeah, this because yeah. I read this story too. Yeah, yeah. They say he was born in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and he is at least twenty three years old. Twenty three years and seven days old yep. when it was verified. How was it verified? Because she found him in a parking lot. Of yeah. a grocery store. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Although, I got to say, Guinness is pretty particular about how they verify these things. So, I don't know. They carbon date him? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. My, You know what? I have a 72-year-old dog, so Apparently there you go, the, Spike. O- the owner, Rita, has had him for 14 years, and you're right, found him abandoned in a parking lot, apparently in really rough shape. I uh, blood stains all around his neck from a chain or a rope and looked pretty rough. And uh, she, she uh, the grocery or the clerk at the store said he'd been there for three days. So this lady took took uh, took him home. Now I said it was a ten year old pooch home to her farm. I don't know how they verified it, to be honest. Yeah, I, See, I, I don't know things like this. I'm... Yeah, they're pretty particular though. I mean, when you get a world record, you have to work for it. I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but I will say that that seemed young to me. <laughs> it did because I know there's dogs that live old, but apparently the oldest recorded living dog that they can kind of verify was in 1939, and it was an Australian cattle dog named Bluey who was 29 years and five days. So that's pretty old for a dog. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Shenanigans, <laughs> shenanigans. You're not, you're not buying it. You know? I'm not buying it. I mean, it, it could be, but like, I don't know with horses, you know, at certain times you can tell how old they are by their teeth, but even that's not a guarantee. Oh no. Two, two people will fight about that. <laughs> yeah. He's, they, he's yeah. seven. He's 11. Yeah. But he's yeah seven, no, but nobody he's agrees 11. on the teeth. They, they no. Oh, it's around that. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. And if you find a horse that's uh, abandoned in a parking lot at the age of four, you're not going to have any idea whether he's four or three or two or five or six. You can tell those because they have baby teeth uh, that come out. But not to the day. No, not to the day. So, (laughs) I mean, there are like DNA tests now, I think, that age of maybe that's maybe they did that. But still, shenanigans. If anybody knows, let us know. All right, uh, let's do. You know, some... I don't let us know. I don't really care. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, don't congratulations, let us know. Spike. Way to go, buddy. Good job, Spike. You have a certificate, and you're going first on Daily Winnies. Oh well, I had as as terrible of a Sunday as I had. I had a great Saturday, and that is because Agent McGee, this horse that I had. Uh, in training from horse and hound got adopted. And yeah, I, I adopt out a lot of them, but I had to just tell you this story because this was, this was so cool. This horse was awesome. Big 16 to quarter horse looking built, big solid dude, blaze, couple socks, super calm. Barrett and I farm boy and I were fighting over who gets to ride him. Like I want to, no, I, until we actually did rock, paper, scissors and he won and he got to ride him the last ride. And I found that if I post, you know, I posted all these training videos and all these great things that I do with all of these horses. And then, you know, what gets them adopted is either a really cute headshot or a video of them cantering. It's like if people can see him cantering and not getting bucked off, then they'll adopt him. And so we posted the canter video. Boom. Somebody wants to come out and see him. 
So it is a 14-year-old girl who's been taking lessons and works with the trainer. It's like the best. She kills. She keeps them at her house. She has like a 27-year-old horse. And so they were getting a younger one. It was like this perfect scenario. Okay, so I take the horse into the uh, round pen. I'm like, you just ride him in here. I don't know how you ride. You know, like, it's a big thoroughbred. You're a 14-year-old girl. He's perfect. It was just like, it was meant to be. Walk, try, going around, no problem, posting up and down, turning all the things that he was doing. It was great. So the mom and the dad are standing outside the round pen. And the mom was like, well, I think he's great. What do you think? And she's just like, oh my God, I love him so much. You know, it was great. Everybody was super excited. And the mom's like, okay, how do we proceed on adopting him? And I was like, well, um, I've postponed anybody else looking at him until Monday. So you guys can take the weekend to decide. And all you have to do is if you want to pay for him is to go on horse and hounds website. And then you just donate to the PayPal and the dad holds up his phone. He goes, I already did it. I already did it. <laughs> I was like, what? He, while he, while she was riding him, he adopted this horse without even telling his wife or daughter. He's like, I already did that. Yeah, he's ours. I already did it. I mean, it was like so cool, like super dad. Way to go, man. It was awesome. I was so excited for the little girl, but I've never seen a dad be like, yup, get the horse. <laughs> that means for 14 <laughs> years, he's been hearing about a, I want a horse. I want a horse. I want a horse. And he exactly. was over it. <laughs> and I think they looked at a bunch that were not as suitable. Oh, and I think they were like, done. yep, this is it. <laughs> I'm buying it before she changes her mind. <laughs> not even done talking to the mom, telling her how to do I already did it. I did it. <laughs> I hear I have a receipt here, and I was like, "Well, let's put him in the trailer." <laughs> it was awesome. There's a horse so, dad that's over it. <laughs> yeah, that or he's just like, "Yep, this is it." This I is don't, it. I, you know, this one's gonna no keep changing your mind over the weekend. We're good. <laughs> I'm not looking We're at good. any I'm more not horses. At any more horses? I'm done. <laughs> well, good for that. Congratulations to all of them. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And you, you have room for another new horse now. That's true. I will be, you know what, I'm actually, I forgot to tell you this. I'm gonna, I think we're, have, we're having a snowstorm come tomorrow afternoon, um, but tomorrow morning I'm hopping on a flight to go out to Montes in California, and I'll just do the show there Wednesday, and then hopefully come back Thursday. If I can't get a flight, then I'll come back Friday. It just depends on the weather, so... Stand by to see if I'll be here Friday or not, but I'll be here Wednesday, hopefully coming at you from flag is up unless the snow comes a little early because <laughs> people freak out here. All right. My turn. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't finish the sentence. I am picking up two more next Saturday. No, oh, there we go. There you go. Gary. We have a bunch of auditors with birthdays. Martha Coors, Lisa Cheeseman, Chesman? God, Cheeseman. It's Cheeseman. Amy McElderry. McElderry, Danny Collins, and Tigger, host of Healthy Critters Radio. And I don't know what happened last week, but we got three new auditors in one week. Uh, we have Zoe, Sarah, and Angela all became new auditors last Woo-hoo! week. Thank you so much for signing up, everybody. We really appreciate it. And Jillian raised her pledge. So good job, all of you. Now, I have another Daily Winnie, uh, which I, is an audible recorded one. And here it is. I have an Audible Daily Winnie today, and we're doing it from my couch because we're tired. 
And our, my daily winnie is to Auditor Clark, who came down and helped us put in a kitchen this weekend. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It was so fun. It was fun. And to explain to everybody what we got done. I mean, I'm impressed with what we got done. <laughs> well, we installed the cabinets, which we intended to do. And then we installed the countertop. Uh, and then cut the sink out. Okay, so the terrifying part of this whole thing, actually the cabinets went in pretty well. Uh, we didn't really have much trouble with the cabinets, but we bought a $600 uh, butcher block countertop that we took all week to oil and oil and oil and oil and oil. It's eight feet long, weighs about 100 pounds. And so our, we, were, we got it set in, that was all good. It was cutting out the sink out of that $600 piece of wood and knowing if we screwed it up, we were going to be starting over. Yeah, measure eight times, cut once. We measured at least 25 times before we cut that sink out. But the sink went in the first time perfectly. It's beautiful. Yeah, it worked out well. It looks great. It does. And I bought an enormous sink for the size of the kitchen. I and Jennifer looked at it today and said, wow, that's a big sink. I said, yep, we're going to be able to wash Scooter in that sink. We'll just throw them in there and wash them. <laughs> yeah, it's about that big. <laughs> you could fit a small dog for sure in that sink. Well, you, yeah. Medium dog. medium, <laughs> yeah, you could fit a medium dog in that. So, Clark, uh, thank, thank you so much. Give a plug for your company, and if people want whatever you have, let them know about it. Well, um, I work for Florida Southern Plywood Corporation out of Jacksonville, Florida. I'm the kitchen designer there. But we also sell lumber and hardwood to guys that build their own stuff, and we import our own line of uh, cabinets. So ready to go. These are really nice cabinets. So what maker was these? This is Fabbywood. You can look at them at uh, fabbywood.com. Yeah, this is, they're really nice. They have the soft clothes, and we did two different colors. You'll see it in the pictures I'll post in the show notes for today. But we did gray on bottom and white on the top, and we weren't too sure, how, light gray, and we weren't too sure how it would look with the wooden countertops, with the butcher block, but it looks fa fabulous. <laughs> it does, it does. And then uh, we ended up, the project we ended up with today was doing the floor. Yeah, which we didn't even think we were going to get to. But nope. We did the bamboo floor likes in the rest of the house. By the way, that, uh, what is it called? Uh, the notch whatever it's called, the floating floor we put in, yeah. which notches together. That is so easy to do. Oh, my God, that beats tile. Oh, yeah. we It flew, and we just knocked it out. Yeah, well, you had all the tools, too, so that helped. But you, are you still a racehorse owner? I am. Okay, I am. so tell us about that. I, I have to put something horsey in here. I, <laughs> to there. I own uh, micro shares of four horses through my racehorse, and... Uh, they're all up and coming right now, but I have owned pieces of Monomoy Girl. Um, that was a fantastic racehorse. And uh, have you ever gotten any return on it, this? Is I it used, like my dividends, twenty nine cents, <laughs> something like that? Yeah. So <laughs> you you don't go into it looking to make money. <laughs> I was I was spending a lot of money betting on the Triple Crown, and I thought, you know, I can do I can do this and own it and have so much more joy. So. I've got a, I've got a, um, just turned two year old in training and, uh, it's been wonderful to see all the beginning steps of a racehorse from first handling to first saddling, first ride out. Dude, in the are field. they really good about keeping you in the loop? They are make amazing. Um, couple updates a week. Um, so and what percentage of this horse do you own? About a millionth? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I think this is 0.02%. There you go. <laughs> I'm not looking to get my money back, no. but, but... You might get a small dividend check. Uh, at some you point. know, I've uh, I've used the winnings to... 
purchase more racehorses. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always, has racing always been a passion? Yes. It, um, well, for about the last five, six years, um, it has been and uh, had a chance to buy through um, New Vocations had uh, a boy that was um, a full brother, half brother to Zenyatta and Winks and almost pulled the trigger on that one. But yeah, just didn't. <laughs> well, um, you also are in between horses yourself right now, right? I am. I so am. you're getting your horsey fix from us every morning? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Five times a week, you and, know, getting when, that horsey fix. <laughs> when did you start listening? About Four years ago, I think, um, and I started listening to Retired Racehorse Radio, and um, and so they, so Joy was your gateway drug. Yeah, yeah. Joy and, and Jamie at that yeah. point. Yeah, and then somewhere that was mentioned that horses in the morning, and so then I just uh, started listening over horses in the morning, and so. And you told me it took about a week. We always say you have to give us a week because we're we we grow on you after a week. Yeah, I you know, if you were looking for horsey content like I was, and it's kind of not, until I realized this is morning drive time radio, and it's a lot of fun like that, and then went, oh, yeah, I get this now, and so, yeah, I've been a listener. I think that's what happens. I think some people come to it expecting serious, you know, really straightforward horse talk training stuff, and the ones who come to it for entertainment are the ones who hang around. Yeah. Yeah. And once you realize that, hey, this is morning drive time instead of listening to a, a radio station, this is your morning drive time. And here you go. I cannot tell you how many people have inquired about how the kitchen is going. So I, these are people I've never met before who listen to the show all the time and they care about our kitchen. <laughs> so, you know, I am so glad that um, I was able to help in this because I know what kind of bids that um, I get. From other clients, they come from other places, and I go, oh, I can beat that, and so... And you did, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did, for sure. We had gotten quotes from a couple, and then you called me, so thank you for calling me and saying, hey, look, I do this too. Uh, that's been a blessing, and it looks fabulous. We'll post pictures, and I'll do a video reveal when it's all done. We got painting to do yet, and backsplash, and things like that. We only have a couple things to do, actually. Yeah. And then we're done, but uh, when, once we get that done, we'll do a little video reveal and uh, show everybody. But uh, thanks, Clark. I know you have to get up the road to to uh, Jacksonville. Yep, yep. Well, thank you. Uh, I enjoyed it. What's the website for your business? Well, it's actually fspcjax.com. fspcjax.com. Yeah. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, Thanks. Great. Thank you. He was a godsend. <laughs> he really did. I'm calling BS on this. I need to get to talk to him because I want to know what it was like doing all of that work with you that close to him. Like, <laughs> wow. It'd be so tough. <laughs> <laughs> but the micro share thing, I don't, you know, we talked about that years ago. Did you ever do any? I didn't buy any because the part of the fun of the micro share is you get to go to the races as an owner uh, and I'm not close enough to mm. any of those, but I'm going to look into it for um, Remington park because I think there's a organization that they're putting together uh, for that. But yeah, Monomoy girl, if you're not going to make money on Monomoy girl, you ain't going to make money. Yeah, Did you notice his hesitation when I asked him what kind of checks he's had in return? <laughs> He basically said, none of your business. (laughs) I don't think he got too much. (laughs) But I think part of the fun would be being involved in it. And, uh, you know, that most of the racehorses that are offered on these are Saratoga, you know, uh, Louisville, you know, all the places that I'm not close to. 
It would be fun to be able to go. You're right. The fun would be going to the race and watching in person. That would mm-hmm. be the fun. Yeah. Well, the World Equestrian Center has a lot of fun, too, and they have many events going on. Right now, the 2023 Winter Spectacular Show Series is in full swing. This Saturday night is the $100,000 UF Health Grand Prix, and you can go watch that right there in the stadium in front of the Five Star Hotel. That's happening right now. Also, dressage is continuing, so they have three internationally rated dressage shows. Those are going on right now over there as well, so you can watch Jumping and Dressage. You can watch two of the three of the eventing world at uh, at high levels. And also this weekend is the Ocala Home Show. That's happening in one of the big conference centers as well. So check out everything that's going on. If you're driving by here on your way to Disney World on Route 75, you're heading down from Atlanta, uh, it's literally 10 minutes off the highway. You can go check out the World Equestrian Center. Count on half a day and plan on eating there. They have 10 different restaurants, and they're all very good. That's worldequestriancenter.com for the complete schedule and everything going on. Well, we have another, I have another interview that I did over at WISA, and this was on the trade show floor, and it was with a treat company. There's always new treat companies I find at WISA and ADA every time I go. This one's called Dimples Horse Treats. Well, I am with Dave here at his booth, and he's the first time that I've seen you at WISA. Is that correct? It is our first time. Yeah, and uh, we always try and highlight a, a cookie company. That we appreciate is that. <laughs> Uh, so I have a Hackney Pony, and okay. if you know anything about Hackney Ponies, they I have do. sweet tooths, and I... they love cookies of all kinds. So tell us about your company. What's it called? Dimples Horse Treats. And, and what the... makes it different than other horse treats? Well, one thing that makes it very unique is, first, it's a eight whole grains. is a very healthy great, uh, grain, uh, excuse me, a very healthy treat loaded with ground flax, beet pulp, wheat bran, just whole grains, and just a small amount of warm molasses. But it's also very soft and pliable, so you can administer any type of medication in our treat. So, hence, it has a pill dimple for medication. So, you just squish it around? Yep. Yep, that's right. It looked like Drop it a pill good. in and yep. squeeze it. Drop, put powder in it and squeeze it. When the horse can't smell it, they'll eat it right down. And what's been the reaction? Well, it's pretty positive. Uh, we start making these on my kitchen table six years ago. That. Just That's how they all start. <laughs> I start making them for my horses. I had actually retired from different businesses twice. Last time I was a thoroughbred trainer. And uh, Okay, when you were a thoroughbred trainer, did you ever think you were going to be making these for a living? Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> when I made them, I just made them to get my wife to quit buying other treats. Oh, is that <laughs> Honestly, right? Is it's that a, why? We have an ongoing joke in our house, and when we're out shopping, and I said, don't make, don't buy that, honey. I'll make it for you. No, I, never do. How did she feel about you taking over the kitchen than the oven? Uh, that was short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> but I do most of the cooking at home, the so it really didn't hurt anything. <laughs> so we actually moved out into one of our barns. We took our... Uh, one of our breeding barns, stripped it out, made it into an industrial kitchen. So for five years, we actually made these on my farm. Oh, wow. And, uh, but it got up to where we were making 20,000, 30,000 of them a day. Uh, very in lab- your barn? In my barn. Very labor-intensive. We had a good-sized crew. And uh, so last year, we moved into a new facility just a few miles down the road. And well, uh, so we, we produced them there. Yeah. Uh, so something that started on our kitchen table has expanded to the point we're in about 1,200 stores nationwide. We have so much fun with it because the horses absolutely love them. Our product is really unique. We don't put preservatives in it. It's a way we cure it, but they do not mold. They have over a year shelf life. That was my next question because some of the 
quote unquote all natural ones are do mold very quickly. They do, especially yeah. if you're in it's southern Florida, Florida yeah. and high humidity. <laughs> we're in every store in Florida. And yeah. we have never had a bucket returned. Oh wow. Yep. And That's it sounds like a sales pitch, but I worked horse shows all over the country and I always have an open bucket. We feed. Uh, we challenge to find the most finicky horse, and in six years, we've had one horse not eat them. So, do you miss training at all? No. <laughs> I miss the winter circle <laughs> once in a while, but the ups and downs, yeah. no, I was on the road so much, and uh, it wasn't my life's ambition. I'm actually an agronomist by trade. I own fertilizer companies and sold them and started training a few of my own racehorses, and it just kind of expanded them from there. But after about 17 years of being on the road, I just said well, enough was enough. That gig will eat your soul, too, eventually. It, it will. And purses were going down. The industry yeah. was getting more difficult. And I got married. Oh, so well, there. That'll do it. <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> that'll Always, do it. For the better, in case she's listening. they want you yeah. to stay home every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how Exactly. That works. Well, now she says, don't you have a trade yeah, show? Exactly. But, yeah, exactly. No, soon? we have a lot of fun. But, and she's a horse person, too. So we have a, a lot of fun with this and passing out samples everywhere we go. So what state is there, are these made in? Union, Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yep. Very good. Just a little north of Lexington. So we're in the heart of horse country. We put these in five or six stores there, and they took off, and we just keep adding on as we go. I'd pass your place all the time. We lived in Lexington, heading up to the airport in Cincinnati. Florence, y'all, Water yep, Tower. Exactly right. Everybody yep. knows that yep, one. Exactly. Yep. Well, very good. Where can What's the website? Uh, DimplesHorseTreats.com. And that's dimple like on your face. Yes. Okay. Dimple. And it's from the little dimple hole. I know I don't own a horse named Dimples. Okay. That's <laughs> one of our regular questions. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Well, our next guest is Sarah Hickner, and she has been on before with us. She's an author, and she, when she released her first book, Stories from the Barn Isle, we had her on to talk about that. Hi, Sarah. Hey, thanks for having me back. Well, I'm glad to have you back. That means you're doing something else, and that something else is another book, right? It is, yes. This book is actually the reason I started writing, uh, so it's pretty exciting. I've spent about 10 years on it, so I'm, I'm ready to have this one out. <laughs> 10 years, I guess you would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very ready. I want to mark this off. So tell us about, what's the book called? The book is called Finding Gideon, and it's about when I was in college, I left home because I, I read the Thoroughbred books as a kid, and I became obsessed with the idea of galloping racehorses. And I'm from Mississippi. We don't have many racehorses there, and so... I left home to gallop racehorses in Louisville, Kentucky, and within two weeks, I had a horrible accident, and then two weeks later, my horse disappeared, and so the book is about this, all of that happening, and then me coping with it, and really a lot of my faith journey of figuring out, like, what in the world, God, like, how can, you know, how does a good God let such bad things happen? Well, and so, and I'm going like to stop you doing that dream. I'm going to stop you right there because you're actually putting this book out. Kind of, it's funny you mentioned that particular thing. You're putting this out as a podcast, which I want to talk to you about why you're doing that. But I have a little clip that talks exactly about what you just said. So you want to hear? Let's take a listen okay. to that. I didn't uh, know what was next, but I knew I wasn't ready to give up. Everything had been at my fingertips. My determination had paid off, and I was good at this. But I wasn't sure if the choice was mine. I could control and ride out a lot of things, but a horse disappearing from underneath me wasn't one of them. Silent tears streamed down the sides of my face, creating salty streaks in the dirt and wetting the hair by my ears as I lay on the ground. I don't want to go home, God. Please don't make me go home. The shift of energy drew the men back to me like a fish on a line some natural inclination towards a damsel in distress. 
They leaned over and peered down, all their eyebrows in nearly comical matching slants. I wanted to spit in their faces to make them turn away. I hated the way these tears perked them up and changed the tone of their collective voice. I hated that I needed them. Instead, I turned my head to spit blood and let the moisture from my eyes become part of the track. So much for tough horse girls not crying. The ambulance arrived. EMTs leaped from the truck and raced towards me, shooting questions at the men as if they had been there and knew what happened, as if I hadn't. <laughs> well, that'll get you one to listen to the book. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty intense moment. <laughs> so, Jamie, also, you you were probably about the same age when you were riding on the track. Maybe. I mean, I was 19 yeah. when I decided I was going to do that. And then those big in- injuries happen. And then you go, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should do something different. But you know what's funny is, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think I've told this story, is I used to ride this horse named Lysander. And I loved this horse. But once my career at the track ended, you know, Things happen. Life goes on. And then many years later, I was like, I'm going to track down Lysander. And I went through a whole thing on trying to find him. So is it kind of a similar tale to that? Like, how did the, how did a horse just disappear? So uh, we, he was, my horse was stolen. It was the horse that I had. Yeah, he was my heart horse. And I had brought him up to Kentucky with me and I had moved him to the training track that I was working at after my accident, the trainer said, just move him over here and we'll take care of him while you get back on your feet. And, uh, he disappeared one day. They called me and they said, Sarah, your horse isn't here. And I said, well, he has to be somewhere. (laughs) I was a science major before I moved to Kentucky and matter cannot be created or destroyed. My horse is somewhere. (laughs) And so I was like, he must've gotten loose. And I went all over the training track is tucked away into an uh, equestrian neighborhood. And I went door to door to these farms and my face was busted up after the accident. And, um, I was asking, you know, have you seen my horse? And then it, we just figured out like he has to have been stolen. And so then I was, you know, you're just like thinking of the miles of Kentucky bluegrass and like he could be anywhere in a field. And so it was a pretty mind boggling and scary and harrowing experience. And I and, think but if, he was that horse. if they want to hear the know? end of that story, they have to listen to your book. I think. I think so. Yeah, they've got to <laughs> tune in. Oh my God, now I want to know what happened. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you give it away. Did I find him? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. We'll I want to know if you found him. So, like yeah, the you've got to finish ever. the book. That was a good tease. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you set it up well, Jamie. Thanks. Um, so now you're doing something different. The book, it, it, you're putting the book out, oh, the whole book out as a podcast? Well, I, I got to be honest. There are. 38 chapters, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stick it out for all 38 chapters. (laughs) But right now, I am going with it. It's coming out as a podcast. Every other week, I release a chapter. And the book is going to officially release in April. And so I I won't be done podcasting it before the book comes out. Um, But I just really wanted to give people a taste and get to see, you know, is this something you want to support and be a part of? And if it is, you know, they can stay tuned in and, and I can make you wait 
for two weeks. You know, I think that's a brilliant <laughs> idea, actually. I, I don't know why more authors don't do this, uh, you know, because it does get you invested. You put out four or five or even 10 chapters of a book that size. You're invested then. You want to hear, you want to know the end, right? And then having to right. buy the book to get it or buy the audiobook or whatever. Um, I think that's, that's, I don't know, that's an excellent marketing ploy. We'll see how it works. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll be honest. I got the idea from someone else. Okay. I didn't come up with it on my own, but I'm enjoying it, and I'm loving getting the feedback from people. Are you going to keep going and then release it as an? You're reading it anyway. Are you going to keep going and release it as an audiobook? I will, but I'm probably going to re-record um, because the audiobook is such it's such a higher quality yeah. recording than the podcast. Yeah, Audible and I'll especially. Have to everything. Yeah, Audible has massive restrictions on how you record and how good it has to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I did my last audiobook and it was it was a lot. Okay, so now all I can think about is time. did she find the horse or not? That's all I can think about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you will have to stay tuned. Check out the Live Ride Learn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? What was I'm going to ask you both this. If you had one takeaway, I'm only going to allow you one. I know there was more than one for both of you. But if you had one takeaway from, you know, jogging at the track, riding those racehorses on the track, what was your takeaway? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with Jamie on this one, and then we'll come back to Sarah. What's the one thing you learned? The fact that I could do that. It was, it's incredibly physical and incredibly difficult and incredibly terrifying. And it's something that I was like, I want to do this. And I, I didn't have the same situation. I wasn't born like, I want to be on the back of a racehorse. But once I got to Kentucky and I was like, yes, I want to do that. Just gallop racehorses. The fact that I could do it gave me so much more confidence, I think, in life in general to be able, like, doing radio. I, you know, I, I can do it. I can do that. Um, so probably just a very, um, probably overinflated sense of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> That's good. So mine actually went the opposite. I got like my confidence went down a little bit. I think probably because I started with a really bad accident. And I learned that these babies, it really doesn't matter, honestly, how good of a rider you are. It matters how confident you are and that they really just need a leader. And so a lot of the times I would get on what was supposedly the nicest horses in the barn and they would be flying through the air and like lipazon are leaping and rearing. And I realized like they just need a leader instead of a, a nervous rider on their back. And so I've learned, I just got my first off the track thoroughbred four year old in years. And I've learned now, like I've been able to bring him along really well because I'm much more confident and I understand the importance of leading him instead of just like being an ornament on his back, hanging on for dear life. <laughs> Sarah, that's interesting that you say that and you learned what you need. And I like gave that to myself, but what, I, what I've learned now, what, what I learned at the track is so valuable now in my work with the off the track thoroughbreds, because you are, you are immersed in what their day is like and what the people right. around them are like and what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis, how they're fed, how they're worked, how they're walked, how they're ridden, how they're everything. And I, I think that now, that you have a, a an off-the-track thoroughbred, you're going to just be like, yeah, got this. Yep, I know. Yes. So, I'm having so much fun. It's been 
it's been so good to get a new one. I'm going back to your clip, and this goes for both of you, too. You can both answer this one. So I'm going back to your clip, and you were talking about the boys hanging over you. And you really both were in a men's world, you know, especially, I don't know how long ago yours was, Sarah, but when Jamie was doing it, it was definitely a man's world. Um, what, you know, was it hard? Was it hard being in that world? Did they treat you differently? You know, what, what experience did you have? Sarah, I'll start with you on that one. To be honest, I didn't really... Re- I didn't realize I was in a men's world when it was happening, but I've since gone back to the track and looked around and realized out of hundreds of people, there's about three women. Um, and so then I just thought, I just want to do this. But all the men kept saying, they kept saying things like be careful and treating me like I was made of porcelain. And it all, it, it made me more nervous and it didn't, I didn't get better until I got around some men who just treated me like a rider instead of a woman. Um, but it was, I will say you ha- you learn to be careful on the backside because it is a lot of men and you know, like, I just made sure I didn't get put in dark corners anywhere. So, okay, yeah. Jamie. So I'll be interested to hear Maybe what your experience was. Fuzzy answer. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I was, I was 19 and really dumb, just really dumb. I don't think I, I probably at that point was using that to my advantage to be to be completely honest now would i behave like i mean i was a bad like would i behave like i did then i would be no because i'd be much more cautious but there was a point in my life being immersed in that culture where i had to make a decision am i gonna do this or am i am i gonna move on and there was a, a an exact moment in my head where i was like you know what if i choose this this is my lifestyle and I don't want this lifestyle. I don't want to be a track rat. I don't want to be like living in a groom's quarter with, you know, uh, in the in the barn. And this is just this is not the way I want to go. So there was a definite moment where looking around and seeing the lifestyle and all the men, and all the things. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to I'm not going to be. Well, what about this all guy. that big money you were making doing that? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I'll tell you what. I made $10 a horse I rode. And to me, at 19, I make $10 a ride. What? You paid me $10 to do this? Yes. I was like, I was a millionaire. It is is really good money when you're young. And you're done by 10 o'clock. So then you can go have another job and make more money. Yeah, that's when I went to school. So I was like, hey, guys, I'm not going to be here until like 10. Sorry. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I, I can't wait at the same time because I was in school too. I can't wait for people to listen to your book and read your book. You said the book itself is coming out in April, but they can get the the taste right now. Tell people where they go to the listen to it. Okay, so they can go to the Live Ride Learn podcast, and it is on every major podcast player. If you try to listen and you can't find it, go to LiveRideLearn.com and click contact me and tell me that it's not on your podcast player so I can fix that because it should be everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And I'll put the links to it in our show notes too as well. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. We appreciate it. It was fascinating. The fun well, walk thank down you memory so lane. For having me. <laughs> yes, I love chatting about galloping on the track. <laughs> Your horse has unique feed needs and Purina has you covered from breeding to senior horses and from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between. Purina has an extensive portfolio of research back options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put Purina's research to the test to find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. 
It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. It always is good. You know, let's be fair. So um, here's the deal. On Sunday night, I put up a post on the auditor's Facebook page and I say, what are your equestrian first world problems? And then you fill it out. You fill in the blank. And so these are real problems by real people. And we should all be very sad for them. Um, So, Glenn, if somebody wants to become an auditor to participate in this, how do they do it? Like the three people did this week. Go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page, and for as little as $3 a month, you can join the party and help support the hosts. Jamie gets a piece of that, too, so you're helping support the hosts, and you're also uh, being part of the Cool Kids Club. There you go. All right. Well, Sharon sent this one, and uh, she says, and I really love it when people write in the sound effects that I should make (laughs) when I'm reading it. And so Sharon says, I got to go up to beautiful Lake Tahoe and ski and snowshoe in the lovely mountains. But when I came home, it was too windy to ride my horse. Ah! (laughs) She wrote in the, uh, I like that. Um, Laura says, my horse is finally in consistent work again, and I'm leaving for Florida this weekend. Then I have to go to San Diego a week later, and it's going to be below zero here, but I don't get to ride my horse. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie says, I downloaded that. Oh, I got to talk about this. So on Friday, we were talking about, um, I talked to like John Nunn. I was like, okay, on your website, you need to have a place where you can upload a picture and people can try on all these different colors because we don't buy, I don't buy barn colors. We can post a picture of your horse for each horse. And uh, apparently that's the thing. Uh, No idea is a new idea. Uh, There's an app called Dress Your Horse or Dress My Horse, and you can upload a picture of your, I downloaded the app, but I haven't got a good picture yet. Um, You can upload the picture of your horse and like try all these different things on them, which sounds awesome. And uh, apparently after I said that, there was a lot of people that posted, duh, there is an app called Dress My Horse. Well, people like Debbie say, I downloaded that Dress My Horse app, and now I want to change all my horse's colors and buy all these (laughs) saddle pads. There was a lot of posts about that. Kelly too was like, "I'm I want to buy all the things now, so it's a problem." So maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I do. Maybe I you do. don't. <laughs> Danny says, "I officially sat on my baby horse for the first time, and now all I can think about is riding her." But I can't do too much because she's a rising three. <laughs> she, by the way, congratulations! She did post pictures of her riding her new horse in the auditor room. Danny, seriously, do all the things at the walk that you want them to do. Move off your leg, come forward, give to the bit, trail ride, pony and everything. I just spent a year with two three-year-olds and now they're doing great because of all the walking things that I did. Um, Rachel says, my husband, not that you asked for advice. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, uh, Rachel says, my husband and I finally found the perfect horse for him after looking for months. But now it's money and we can't ride together. (laughs) Indoor. We all need indoors. Uh, Kim says, I cashed in my Christmas and birthday Dover gift cards. And I was able to get five pair of breeches on sale. That means it's like they're free, Glenn. Yes. Well, especially with gift cards, they really are. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. But between the cold and my holiday lack of dieting, I haven't even tried them on. We all do that, men and women. We buy to the size we think we should be. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
There's a profound statement. I didn't write that down. That was a good one. Write that down. Yeah. Buy the size you want to be. Yeah, we always Not buy to the, the size we think we should be instead of the and, size and, we are. And then you get them and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to try these on. But, I, I, but you don't send them back because that's admitting defeat because you know someday you're going to be down to that size again. I should, Let me tell you the truth is I threw away like I had some really nice jeans. I donated them. I didn't throw them away. Really not. I was like, I am never going to fit in these again. Damn it, now I need to buy oh, new now jeans. You, that's why I always keep my fat jeans and my skinny jeans. I have two I was, sets. I was like, these are so skinny. I'm never going to fit in these again. I'm never going to be a four. Like, who am I kidding? Because when I got sick and after the surgeries, I was down like 50 pounds. And I had my skinny jeans. And now they don't fit anymore, but I'm not getting rid of them because I'm going to be able to use them again someday. See, I gained 20 pounds when I had surgery because it was a shoulder surgery. So my oh, yeah, other arm was perfectly fine to eat. No, you just need to cut out your insides. Then you lose I weight. Know. <laughs> Seriously. Kaylee says, by the way, don't do that. Um, Kaylee says it was four degrees here. Yay. And I'm in northern Alberta, Saskatchewan. So I had to take advantage of the melting. What melt at four degrees? Well, Nothing. that's You're- fair. That's fair. Uh, Celsius. So it's above oh. freezing there. Yeah. She's, oh, she's saying how that. warm it was. Is what she See, said. I'm dumb. Um, she said she had to take advantage of the melting to scrape poop out and clean out the shelters, and she didn't have time to ride. <laughs> That's the problem with owning your own barn and farm. That's the case, is a lot of times you're spending all the time doing the work, and you never yes, ride. <laughs> but you can listen to the post show today, and I'll tell you how to get your chores done. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. And I got the tease. perfect thing. Uh <laughs> Audrey this show's good, full of good teases today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I registered for an OTTB training clinic for me and my baby racehorse. But she's so perfect that, like, I had to leave the recent challenges section on the questionnaire blank. <laughs> <laughs> Maya says, my coworker called out my first word problem when I sighed to her the other day that... <sighs> I haven't been able to train for any ultra marathons because all of my free time is spent doing horse stuff. (laughs) Uh, Jenna says, I've been listening to horses in the morning while driving to the indoor arena to work my two horses. But now I have to find something else to listen to while cleaning my other four horses stalls at home. (laughs) Lilla says, I have great ideas. I have the best ideas for horse names. And I don't plan on buying any new horses right now. <laughs> There's always people posting online. What should I name my new horse? You just drop. Well, unless you don't want to drop the nuggets because you want to save them for yourself. Either way. Uh, Jessica says, and Jessica, I feel you, girl. All of my saddle pads are so dirty. And I need to find a day my husband is out of the house so I can sneak them home and wash them. But instead... I'm shopping online because it's easier to just buy new ones. (laughs) I always said, this is the thing. If I win the lottery, I will never wear the same pair of socks twice. I will take them off and dispose of them. Socks, white, fluffy, tall, comfortable socks. And then I will take them off and dispose of them because then you don't have to wash them and match them. I hate matching socks. It's my and and there's nothing better than a brand new pair of socks. So that must be the same with the saddle pad. I get you, Jessica. Yeah, I and I'm you. one of those people that I cannot put a pair of socks on the twice. So if I wear them for ten minutes and have to take them off for a reason, I'm new socks. I cannot put used socks back on. Yeah, you're weird about socks too. I am really weird about socks. Well, don't take your socks off during the day. I mean, because you know, I get it. 
It's like underwear. You're not going to put them back on unless you inside them out. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Margaret says, I spent lots of money to clear my property and purchase and set up my barns last fall so that I can bring my horses home. But now I don't want to move them because I love the barn where I board and I love all the people there and they have an indoor arena and I don't have to get up 5 a.m. and feed them before money. Why did I just waste all that money? (laughs) Well, I I think you should have two sets of horses, one you keep there and one you have at home. That is the best idea ever. Isn't that what Carrie said she did? Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, Lisa says, That's a, what would Jamie do? That's what Jamie would do. Yeah, right you there. need more horses <laughs> to keep at home. But then you still have to get them and feed well, them just up. Just get a couple more. babysitter horses at home, you know, a couple of oldies and keep them around. Just have horses in your property to justify it and then keep the good horses at the boarding stable. Just put a round bell out. That'd be fine. Um, Lisa says, suddenly I have enrolled in some indoor cross-country training, and I really want to go there with my youngster, but I don't know if I'm brave enough. What's indoor cross-country training? How do you do that? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's those indoor cross-country competitions. I don't know. She's yeah. in another country. We don't, we don't know what oh, she yeah, does there. Oh, yeah, that's right. The arenas there are probably bigger. That's right, Lisa, you have to explain. Uh, Leah says, yesterday the barn was so quiet and I had the indoor ring all to myself. And it was so boring. I had no one to talk to. Uh, Catherine says, I have to get a new saddle for my horse, and now it's blown all of my funds to go to the World Cup funnels to go watch Alotti and Jessica go at it. I'm assuming that's Jessica Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Jessica says I dropped my earbuds last week and the left one doesn't work right anymore. So now horses in the morning sounds tinny and distorted and I simply cannot go on. (laughs) You know, they're like $10, right? Uh, No, they're expensive. Okay. Two more. Cheap earbuds are $10. Just. Yeah, but they don't work. They, they're, they're, you have to have the ones that are wireless, right? Because the wires get all crossed. Okay. $20. Uh I think they're more. Adrian says, and I think I we sound started... tinny anyway. So, I mean, part of that could I be I don't. Us. I sound <laughs> no. With your new mic, um, especially that you got for Christmas. Yes, thank you. I have started soaking my horse's feed. And now no one is bolting their feed. And they're all eating their supplements. But they're so slow in the morning. I have to, like, go out and feed 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> And then I like to give a winner uh, to this one. And I don't know if this is a first world equestrian problem, but it's definitely a problem and it's funny. So Alyssa says, have you ever had one of those days where your horse poops on your sleeve while you're doing up the leg straps of their blanket? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's usually a runny day. (laughs) And then a few minutes pass. And you absentmindedly wipe your mouth with said sleeve uh, and then proceed to lick your lips. Uh, yep. I ate poop. That's a that real is how problem. my 2023 is going. How's yours? Oh, gross. Now I have that poop. visual in my head. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And in I my love mouth. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the one who like puts chapstick on and then grooms the dirtiest horse. And then I'm like crunching dirt because I licked my lips with my chapstick on uh, and I'm crunching dirt the rest of the day. I can't say I've eaten poop. But now that I've read this, I'm probably <laughs> going to do that because now I have to go blanket after this. So, great. And why are they always do it when they're a little bit running? 
It's always when they're a little bit runny. None of those firm poop balls. (laughs) It's always green and runny. Well, on that note, we're going to leave everybody today. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Glad we could help. Uh, And remember, Bosho, I'm going to tell you how to get your barn chores done. There you go. And it didn't cost you a thing, did it? No. Oh, it cost. Some hair, maybe. It cost a lot. All right, everybody. Uh, tomorrow we're off, uh, and we'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new show. Apparently, with uh, you coming from California, maybe. maybe. Fingers crossed. If the snow doesn't uh, get too deep. Bay neuter gal. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. It's not safe for the kiddos this time because I'm going to tell you (laughs) what happens when you incur the wrath of mom. Okay. So, Friday, Saturday, some of his friends from school invite him over. It's a brother and a sister, and the sister's in his grade, his grade, but he's really good friends with the brother. He's, he's friends with both. So they invite him over, and he does all the things there. And let me point out that these are parents that there are no limits on screen time. And at my house, there's a limit, and we don't do any screen anything after dinner. No iPads, no Nintendo, none of that shit. It's done. Well, they don't have that rule. And um, they called, the dad called me around five and was like, hey, before I ask Lucas, is it okay if he spends the night? And I'm by myself. Chad's gone. I was like, hell yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Bye. I'm like, somebody's getting in the hot tub naked tonight. (laughs) It's going to be me. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, sure. Keep him great. Well, to be fair, I fell asleep at like 7.45. (laughs) Like we all do because we're old. <laughs> Chad was like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to the club. I'm going to the club. I'm going to dance. <laughs> I fell asleep at 7.45, which is terrible for me because then I wake up That's before. what wine and hot tub do to you. Exactly. Yeah. I had a great night. Everything was fine. and But I woke up at like 5. And, pick, you know, you pick up your phone. I look at text. And let me do this text. Find here. Lucas is at 1118 p.m. Lucas can't sleep. He wants to come home. I can bring him back over to your place. I just wanted to let you know what's up. He said he just can't sleep if he isn't in his own bed. I'm not sure what to do. Now, what would I do? Go the hell out of bed. (laughs) Shut the door. Close Close your eyes. Done. We're done. Go to bed. And if your kid was at my house, I'd probably say something very similar. My so, mom would have uh, smacked him on the hand with a ruler and then told him to go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> not, your, not your child, but Did whatever, I ever tell you, know. you what she did to the neighbor kid? No. She hated kids that bit. Like if they would bite one of us, you know, there are those kids that take to yeah. biting. Well, the neighbor kid up the street, uh, I'll never forget this, named Louie. Um, we must have been maybe six or seven, but he bit one of my brother, my youngest brother. Oh my God. While at the house and she found out about it, she bit the kid back. <laughs> Sent him home. Nice. And you know what? Nice. His mom called and said, thank you for doing that. 
That's the way it really? was back then. The moms all hung then. stuck together. Like <laughs> punishment for was whooping my kids' yeah, ass. Yeah, punishment was universal back then. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely now. It'd be like, oh my yeah. god, my precious flower. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so that's a text, and it's about five o'clock in the morning, and my dogs all sleep in the mudroom, and Homer has his little crate, and and so you know, it's about. I'm I'm dinking around. I think so I fell back. So the text came in at eleven something, but you were sleeping. Yeah, but yeah. I was sleeping. Okay. So whatever. Well, that's what wine in a hot tub will do to you. Exactly. I mean, it's just <laughs> normal. I'm never awake at eleven eighteen p.m. Okay, <laughs> so it doesn't matter what wine and hot tub I had. I'm not going to be awake. So I go to let the dogs out at seven in the morning, and they're already out. Wait a second. I'm in this house by myself. Oh no. <laughs> that little fuck. Had the dad drive him home at two in the morning. Oh my God. Two in the freaking morning. And he knew better than to wake you up. <laughs> oh my God. I w- I, I'm like, I see the dogs. I'm like, hello? He's like, hi. What the hell are you doing home? And then I text tra- I text to dad and he's like, yeah, you know, it was about one o'clock and I just decided to call he it. So up. I just drove him home. <laughs> and I was like, bullshit. You put my kid in that room and you close the damn door. But what does he do? Mr. Like empowering the- and then get the kids made the different parenting styles. Then your mom, he's like, I'll drive this poor child home. And he, or he was home. just really sick of hearing him whine. <laughs> yeah. At two o'clock in the morning. Well, I mean, the flurry of messages that I sent to this dad of like, I am so embarrassed. I am so sorry. Now, mind you, I'm mad at him for even entertaining that. But I wasn't there. I don't know how my kid can get pretty whiny. (laughs) All kids. So he brings him on at two o'clock in the morning. The wrath of hell (laughs) that flew upon my child the entire day. I was like, what? Did he give a reason he couldn't? Get to sleep. I just I can't sleep. I can't uh, sleep in my bed. I'm like bullshit. You sleep at Brooklyn's house all the time. Now I don't cuss in front of my kids. So don't think I'm that bad. (laughs) And he was like, I know. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so ashamed and all that. No, 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 don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. I'm not done being mad yet. (laughs) You know what? Oh, I was not done. Not done. And I was like, you know what? I love you, but I don't like you right now. I don't. I love you. I'll always love you. But boy, your day's going to suck. And I was like, you know what? I had plans to go get a haircut. You're coming with me. You're going to sit there. Oh, that's the worst. Have to sit there while you get a haircut. Yeah, to sit in the salon with (laughs) no iPad, with the lady, no tablet, none of that. You sit your ass down there, and then we're going grocery shopping. Oh, better fucking not ask, not ask for a damn thing. He was like, can I bring my wallet and spend my... Oh, get the hell out of here! Get in the car and sit down and be quiet. So I take him to the, get my hair cut. Then I take him to the grocery store where you better hell not ask for something. He didn't ask for a candy bar this time? Nope. Nope. He's like, I like that book. I'm like, put it down! Even then if it was good a, for him, you weren't agreeing at that point. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's like applied mathematics. Put it down. You get shit today. Then... Get, put him in the car. Now, at this point, kid's starting to drag ass a little bit. Not going to lie. He didn't get home until <laughs> 2 in the morning. That kid goes to bed at 8. So he's dragging ass. So his dad calls. And I'd already told Chad what had happened. So we're in the car. And I'm like, 
it goes on speaker and he's like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, good. I just got a haircut and went to the grocery store. And he's like, where's Lucas? I'm like, oh, he's in the car. <laughs> he's, hey, I go, I guess what we're doing when we get home. And Chad's like, what? And Lucas is like, what? And I'm like, we're mugging stalls. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. You tired yet? We're mucking stalls. So we get home and farm boys out riding. And uh, he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're cleaning stalls. And he was like, not a good day. And I was like, not a good day. Mind you, I started my period today. So I was super <laughs> bitchy yesterday. I mean, bad. So I'm like, all the timing, isn't it? <laughs> you put it in. Yep. That's the deal. Like, I, so we cleaned all seven plus one is a double stall. So it basically eight stalls together, cleaned all the waterers. And then I made him sweep the entire barn. <laughs> we were working for like three hours yesterday in the barn. And somebody was so tired. Oh, my God. He has these dark circles under his eyes. <laughs> he fell asleep so, at 630. <laughs> dude, that kid, I was like, by the way, P.S., you're going to bed at 7. And he was like, okay. Okay, no like, problem. That was how he took everything all day. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, don't apologize. We're not done yet. <laughs> so if you want to get your barn clean, just have your son piss you off. <laughs> I, I mean, and and now uh, as Corinne, dad, tablet, we're done. We're done with all of those things. We're done. And he, I was like, I like the tablet because like it lets me do things and keeps him busy. No more. You're coming with me. You're doing whatever shit I'm doing. Okay. And you're not going to complain about it. It was like the wake up call my family needed to get rid of that crap. Chad's like, well, maybe we give him half hour a day just when he comes home from school. And I was like, 10 minutes. <laughs> He gets 10 minutes. That is it. I don't care. I'm like, it'd be none if it's up to me. 10 minutes. That'd be an, and you can get like an alarm and like shuts it off. I'm like, we're applying all the apps that are like making sure <laughs> everything is limited. Boy, that kid. So last night. And by how the old way, is he? 10? He's nine. Oh, you haven't hit puberty. Oh, you haven't hit 11, 12, 14 yet. No, because yet. <laughs> at this point, he still apologizes and is ashamed. Yeah, then he will. Then he's like, Mom. He won't give a shit in a couple years, <laughs> yeah. but as of now, I'm going to break him now. So screw later you, on. Mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before he's like, screw you. I'm like, oh, can you imagine the ATL girl that will come out inside me when my kid says <laughs> something Atlanta shitty girl. like that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I will go ghetto. Like we are going to have a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta, gotta get it broken now. And now from now on, mm -hmm, yeah, this is, this is where you live in my car. And he'll be never sleeping over at anybody's house ever again. <laughs> oh, and we were driving to school today and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to calm down a little bit. You know, I'm not PMSing so bad anymore. And I was like, just so you know, if you ever sleep over at somebody's house again, which probably won't happen, but if it does, and you pull this crap again, the fires of hell will rain down on you. And he was like, I know. <laughs> so he, I put him to bed at seven. Guess what time I had to wake him up this morning at seven. <laughs> Get your ass up for school. Get, are you up? Wait, and I didn't, I didn't go and snuggly like, good morning, tickle his back. I was downstairs. I'm like, are you up yet? You better be down here in two minutes. <laughs> Well, that's now great. I feel better. You're welcome. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. I guess we, we all learned a valuable lesson. 
Don't piss I'm, me off. I'm not sure I'd have driven the kid home at two in the morning either, unless he no! was like had a, a health thing going on. If it was Are a health thing, dying? I would. Are you dying? Are you bleeding? But Are I think it's vomiting? interesting how he came in the house and never told you he's home either. Just snuck right the hell in too. <laughs> I mean, so I, he I knew no at that idea. point. He knew at that point. Otherwise, he would have woken you up and said, I don't feel well. He brought me home because I was sick or whatever. You know, there would have been that. But he knew that you were going to be mad about this. They had to, at two in the morning, open the front. He made this man open the gate, drive him down, go out and close the gate behind him. And they live 15 minutes away from me. First of all. What the, were you thinking, Dad? <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't sick, I don't think I would have. Uh, but then again, we don't. We only know half the story. So. Are you bleeding? Are you dying? <laughs> Maybe he was. You know, we don't know. <laughs> Can you get a hold of your mom? We can't. She might not be home. What if? What if I wasn't home? Then you drove home for nothing. What if I was out at the club, still dancing? <laughs> it could have happened. That could have happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all know that could happen. <laughs> I got to tell you, you probably beat us. Uh, we went to bed at 8 o'clock on Saturday night after uh, putting in the kitchen. We were all pretty tired, and uh, we went to bed at 8 o'clock, so you even beat us. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Miracles happen. Is there anybody listening now that's a real horse person that works with the horses all day, every day, that goes to bed at midnight and actually watches the late show anymore? We want to hear from you. And exactly Nobody's how do you do that? Nobody's listening to this anymore, I don't think. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They've fallen <laughs> they asleep. All <laughs> Everybody's falling asleep. Charlotte, wake up! <laughs> wake up, Charlotte. <laughs> She's not hearing this. Charlotte never gets to the end of a show. No, this is the little Charlotte who, yeah, who told us she listens yeah. to us to fall asleep. To fall asleep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she never hears yeah. the end of a show. No. 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 That's why I said I would randomly yell, Charlotte, Charlotte. wake up! <laughs> wake up, Charlotte. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. You made it, Charlotte. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse. Now rewind and listen to what we already said. <laughs>